Hi everyone and welcome to the FFS Show, a podcast about misinformation and fact-checking by the ferret. I'm your host, Ali Bryan, and this week, as the madness of COP26 continues around us, we have the second half of a special interview with Paul Dobson, environmental journalist and ferret contributor. He's been looking at Scottish Government emissions targets, as part of our How Green is Scotland series. In this part of the interview, we talk about the just transition and the difference between the Scottish Government's words and actions on climate change. I started by asking, how would you define the just transition? Yeah, so just, just transition is quite, um, quite an important concept that was developed by trade unions and essentially it's about protecting jobs and people's lives as we transition to net zero emissions or away from carbon intensive technology. So yeah. a big part of that is obviously replacing the jobs that were brought by oil and gas, finding them or funneling them into renewable energies. And the other aspect of it is obviously, uh, or a big part of it is how we heat our houses and how we make that fair and cost effective for people so that effectively this big, big transition that we're doing away from fossil fuels is fair to people and doesn't leave people behind and doesn't leave towns behind in the same way that deindustrialization did in the 1980s. Okay, so has the Scottish government set targets on this front as well? Yeah, so the Scottish Government has a specific Just Transition Commission, which meets with sort of trade union groups, third sector, things like that, to discuss these. It's slightly harder to find specific targets. Um, for example, in fuel poverty, they do have targets, which last year, in terms of reductions, they did reduce. But mm-hmm. in terms of overall extreme fuel poverty, they actually increased. So that's the amount of people who are struggling to pay their electricity or gas heating bills um so that's obviously of concern they also have pro or pledged a lot of new green jobs and although there's not a specific target that i could find on that yeah um, there are a lot there's been a lot of research done by trade unions and things like that which has suggested that if scotland did its transition properly that could be over three hundred and fifty thousand new green jobs but at the moment, we're only sitting around 21,000, and that's actually decreased since 2015. So that's obviously very worrying figures because we know how important oil and gas has been to the Scottish economy for a long time now. We need to replace those jobs in order for this to be fair. So I think that is another concern for the Scottish government. So the low-carbon jobs, your low-carbon economy jobs, uh, you've got the 21,400 jobs in 2019 which is fewer than 22,800 in 2015. Does that mean there's fewer people working in that sector now? No, that's a, those are figures that actually are the amount of people that are working in the sector. So, so the sector uh, is yeah. fe- effectively smaller now, than, yeah. smaller in 2019 than it was in 2015. Yeah, currently, yeah. That's quite a damning statistic. It is worrying. And, and that's, so, I mean, there was a big report by the Scottish Trade Unions Congress earlier this year, uh, which is where I got the figures from the 350,000. But they, they said that if, the transition isn't managed properly even there, if there isn't enough sort of state intervention and funding for these new roles then essentially we're going to be looking at green jobs being capped at about 120,000 which wouldn't be enough mm. to replace the amount of people who currently work in oil and gas so that's that's the problem it's not just oil and gas it's obviously other parts of industry you know grange yeah. and that cluster and stuff as well uh, so yeah it's obviously pretty concerning there's been a lot of talk about that and obviously you'll remember the conversation around BIFAB last year, which yeah. is essentially about 
where we manufacture wind turbines. I mean, there's been a lot of criticism that Scotland is shipping in parts for these wind turbines that could be made here and they could help us build a new industrial base, which isn't being done yeah. currently. We've kind of missed that boat with one sector of renewables with onshore wind. So that's a big conversation around how we can harness that in the future, because this is the problem is that although we've done really well with getting ourselves renewable energy, a lot of it's being essentially facilitated by big companies abroad. We're not really seeing the economic advantages of that. And also if you're shipping parts over, then that has an also has an emissions impact. Yep, that's also true. Is there a big difference between the way the Scottish government talks about its emissions targets and the sort of digging into it reality if you actually look under the hood? I think the answer, short answer to that is probably yes. And I get slightly frustrated when Scotland talks about having world-leading targets and being the most ambitious country in the world about this stuff. Yeah, because that came out just a few months ago, about a month ago before COP with Greta Thunberg sort of yeah. not, not being convinced. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's this can be a criticism of the Scottish government quite a lot is that they talk well, they talk a good game, but are they actually delivering? And if you dig into these carbon emissions targets, the answer, I mean, it's, it's really difficult. And a lot of most countries around the world aren't delivering at the moment. So I don't yeah. want to pick on the Scottish government, but in, in answer to that question, currently they're not on track to do that. And the other thing is that every year we miss targets, we have to go further to make up for them because emissions right, yeah. are cumulative. So the more emissions you put in, you know, the ne- the less you can put in the next year. Do you know what I mean? Because it all stays in the atmosphere. It doesn't go away. It's not like we can miss our targets up to 2049 and then get to net zero in 2050 and that's job done. We yeah. still emitted more than we intended to. Yeah, and you're drifting away from that target every year and then you have to put more work in to get back to it. Nicholas Surgeon did say in a speech to Strathclyde University that they would publish a catch-up report which would compensate for that, so which would try and take even more ambitious action to try and make up for the fact that they've missed their overall targets for the last three years. The other thing is we're probably like to see, likely to see progress on this next year because the next year's figures will take into account 2020. Yeah. So we had the pandemic. There is likely to be... Huge reduction in transport, for example. Exactly. So maybe yeah. there is a chance that that could compensate for some of these missed targets next year. But... The fundamental thing is that the the trajectory is off. We're not on the right trajectory to achieve our yeah. targets. And I think that that might give them a bit of leeway, the fact that we've had a year where everyone's been inside and we're likely to see a dip in emissions. But that that's just a second chance almost. They need to take the, the real ambitious action to make sure that, that that changes in 2021. That's all we've got time for for this truncated episode of the FFS show. If you want to see more of our environmental uh, journalism and fact-checking, make sure you keep up with what we've been doing on COP26. We've been doing fact-checks, live reporting of protests as part of our People's COP strand, as well as looking at the impact of big business and politicians on the negotiations in our corporate COP strand. I'll be back next time alongside usual co-host Sam. And remember, if you want to get in touch with us, you can. Go to factcheck at theferret.scot if you want to email us or get us on Twitter at ferretscot. Search for The Ferret on Facebook or go to theferret.scot on Instagram. See you next time.